What's up, what's up, my amigas? This is New Age Lee. I'm a revolutionary soul with an intellectual mind using the stars to get what's mine. And this is Black Innovation. October has definitely given me a run for my money. My word for this month is grind, okay? No matter how hard I am working and marking things off of my to-do list, it seems like my plate just keeps getting new things added to it. So if you are like me and you're experiencing something in this fall where it just seems like we have more and more responsibility but not any extra time to go along with it, here are three things to help you out in clearing a busy schedule. First, avoid any type of guilt tripping. Second, don't put things off. And third, prioritize and organize. First, give yourself grace. Life ain't easy and being an adult is even harder. Guilt is an important emotion. It lets us know when we're veering off what we believe to be the right path. It's a warning. It's an urging for us to get back on track and do what we're supposed to be doing. But we should never loom in guilt. Feeling bad as you place yet another dish in an already full sink is not gonna get the dishes clean. The time you spend wallowing is the time that you could have spent correcting. So once you notice your guilt, instead of shaming yourself or beating yourself up, give yourself grace. Just because you haven't cleaned the dishes doesn't mean you can't clean them right now. So instead of thinking about it, be about it. Which brings me to number two. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. There's always that split second before you say, fuck it, <laughs> that your conscience encourages you to eat the frog. Just do it now, it says. You're not gonna wanna do it later, it says. Listen to that little voice. Most of the time, tasks we put off till later snowball into immediate emergencies. Do it now while you can. Your future self will thank you. Last but not least, there is more than one way to organize and prioritize your life and time. How you do it depends on your lifestyle, but the most important thing is that you do it. A method that works for me is a brain dump. I separated a piece of paper into four squares, just like a window pane. Across the top, on the right side, I write important. On the left, I write not important. Down on the side, for the top half, I write urgent. For the bottom half, I write not so urgent. I then empty my brain of all things I need to do, from grocery shopping to calling back a friend, literally anything and everything that's on my mind that needs to get done, whether it's this week, this hour, or next month. I dump it all down. Once I have them sorted, I schedule them by priority. The first items that I try to accomplish are the urgent and important ones. Next, I do the not so urgent important ones. This is an important step. This is how we keep important things from becoming last minute and make sure we have enough room if something important and urgent comes up later on. Once you've finished all of your important tasks, then go to your urgent unimportant ones. Here's another pro tip. 
it is a very good idea to make a prediction of the amount of time a task might take. Some urgent or unimportant task may only require five or 10 minutes. To efficiently use your time, sneak those activities in before a scheduled break or do them first thing when you get home. It'll be one more thing off your list and your future self will thank you when it doesn't have a whole bunch of things due by midnight. So let's recap. Three things you can do to help clear your busy schedule. One, don't go on a guilt trip. Use that energy to fuel your action. Two, don't put it off. Handle things as they come up. The often won't take as long and your future self will thank you when you didn't let a small thing turn into a big thing. Last, organize and prioritize your life and your time. Time is the most valuable asset you have. Make sure you use it in a way that reflects who you are as a person. Today we have an amazing episode. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. I wish we could have recorded even longer, but they did promise to come back, so we're going to work that out. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I introduce to you episode three, Outside the Box. How you living? I'm good with you, man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Almost the end of the work week, but then you know we got this weather out in the golf course. People better stop playing, acting like it's a game. Bro, anyway. come, come on. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, how rude of me. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you, Sir Wilson Gooseman. Oh, oh yes, hoes. Make that ass clap like the round of applause. Make that ass clap like the round of applause. <laughs> Mike, man, I'm chilling. I, I think I've lost my shit once or twice during this time. <laughs> no, I don't promote it, of course, but you know, I think I've lost my shit once if, or twice. If you didn't, then you were already yeah. crazy. Whether it's internal or not, all of us have lost our shit to an extent during this shit. Man, but you were saying they got some storms headed y'all's way? Yeah, it's Hurricane Delta. Apparently now we are in Greek naming for our hurricane. Millennials, what what the fuck are we gonna do? Because we do not buy cable. We mm-hmm. do not watch the news. I know we got like the news app and shit like that, but guys, is it gonna be sufficient? I will say this. I did get cable when I moved into my new place just because I knew when shit like this popped off, it would be needed. And I hate trying to search YouTube to try and find shit. That's that shit. And you know, a lot of places have been burning lately. Washington apparently just caught on fire. I know really? uh, I know California's ass stay on fire. That bitch lit. Right. Those tornadoes that have came through like Ohio or something like that a little while back and like destroyed a third of America's crops. Yes. <laughs> and then people were posting on TikTok. Nobody knows. We've been without power for three days. There's no National Guard. What the fuck is going on? I did initially hear it off of TikTok. But, you know, is that where I got to get my news from? TikTok? That's what we doing? That's what we doing. God damn. TikTok, Instagram, stories. What else? Um, I think TikTok told me that Trump got corona, too. <laughs> where did you where were you when he first heard that Donald Trump I was on <laughs> I'm gonna be honest I was on Instagram Instagram was my app that's my main app 
and because Instagram has done reels now, I catch all the TikTok stuff via Instagram now. Yeah, you know our influencers are gonna post on all sites. Oh, you already know. You don't get it. Catch them all like Pokemon, goddammit. They've been training Shit. for this. Shit, I need to make my way into being an influencer. You already got the juice. Not to mention your job and where you at. But the funny thing is that with what I work in in education, I don't really have a lot of knowledgeable conversations. Usually what do you it'll mean? be. It's not that I don't have knowledgeable conversations, but it's not like I can just be me all the time. Like, just bring up how religion is false. And I can't just say that because that's gonna make some people lose their shit. Yeah. And yes. Plus, it doesn't help that I work at an institution that's affiliated with a religion. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, another reason not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it's the universe that you're saying that because my Bible study group that I go to, um, we were just having this conversation about how we represent Christ at the workplace. What does that mean? My response to that question was religion, just like politics, is not appropriate work banter. I have to work with you. Your religion, your political beliefs, those are very personal. And we all definitely do not have the same views or values on those. So I would never intentionally start some shit with somebody <laughs> by bringing up these topics. But just because I don't yell at everybody, I'm a Christian and I don't, I'm not throwing the Bible in people's face, that doesn't mean that I can't still represent Christ or show who I am without being aggressive or abrasive about it. Funny thing is that when Jesus met folks that he was about to minister to, he didn't say, yo, bro, I'm the Messiah, what's good? Which that's not how he came at it. You know, he didn't tell people who he was. He just helped because he saw that there was a problem and someone needed help. He didn't say, you know, you need to worship me and my father and then I'll help you. Nah, that's not how it went. And so, he gives a fuck. <laughs> He's not just here to take. Exactly. But it's just kind of funny. We push religion off on other folks we don't practice religion. Jesus practiced what he did by literally going and helping people and loving people. No, I definitely feel that. Jesus wasn't the first Jesus. And for me, it doesn't- He was not. <laughs> he was not. He's not. He's not the original. He is our current but, and most popular. And clarify what you mean for the folks that don't understand what we're saying. Aw, shit. All right. Give them the historical so, relevance. I can't, I can't go too I can't go too far. I'm not gonna say that I'm a truly study person. I personally had my own journey with religion slash my Christianity where I had to lose my faith, walk away from the church, find God on my own, and then come back. So that's where I am. On my way out in theology, we're studying ancient Egypt, readings, cultures, and there's several ancient civilizations who have the story about a god who sends their son to be sacrificed to save humanity and be an example to the people as they should act. Um, Hold up. So you make it sound like it was just a few years. No, this was thousands of years of what we call mythological practice. And so whether you're naming... Osiris, Isis, and Horus, and that's with the Egyptian side, or whether you're naming Dionysus from the Greek side, or whether you're naming Mithra from the Persian side, Jesus is not the first Jesus figure to pop up in human history. That particular figure existed years, and I'm talking literally hundreds of years, before the idea of our version of Jesus 
even popped up. Right. It wouldn't make sense to me. So think about it. Even if, let's just say you wanted to organize your city. You wanted everybody in the city to wear blue on Tuesday. You're not going to send one person and expect them to talk to the entire city. You're going to get a group of people because not only are we just talking about a city, now you're talking about a country, a continent where people speak different languages, a world. It's very rare that a human being has stepped foot in every single continent, let alone every single country. So why would someone only send one individual in order to spread a message that's meant to go to entire humanity? That just wouldn't, it just doesn't really make sense. That's an um, interesting, that's an interesting perspective on that and really interesting logic on it too. And this was pre-cell phones. No internet, you know what I'm saying? No internet, no cell phones, no computers. People couldn't smoke signals and shit. <laughs> no notebooks, no literal notebooks to write in. Because this is pre-Jesus. Pre so yeah. this is pre-the stone tablets for the yeah. Ten Commandments. Like, these people are writing in caves. It's throwback joints, super throwback. So yeah. it just didn't, it doesn't make sense. I mean, and even with that, like I said, I, I made my way away from the church. I understood that what I was raised to believe and what I was taught as a child was not true. And that's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking anytime something that you believed in something that you really wanted or or you put money, time, energy, love into to find out that that's not actually a thing, that sucks. And I understand people who leave the church and who feel like, what the fuck, y'all been lying to me all this time, making me do this and that, telling me this and that, only to find out that it ain't true or you doing it. But men lie. That doesn't mean that the spirit, the source lies. Even though I walked away from the church, I can't deny that I was protected and I was held by something. Something was holding my shit together. Some of this shit gotta be ordained because for me to make it through what I made through or for me not to be as fucked up as I should be based on what the fuck I done did or been through, like, it can't just be me. This all can be coincidence. Ain't no fucking way. You ain't so, the first one that didn't happen to either. Facts. Not the first one. And but, I think... I think also a problem with what we're talking about in terms of what some people might say when people get woke or become conscious, I'm not really too big on the terminology of it, but I'm big on helping folks to understand what's taking place and how to deal with it because there is no roadmap of how to deal with it. In organized religion, you have a structure of practice. You have a structure of how you believe. You're supposed to pray like this. You're supposed to worship like this. You're supposed to do these things to show that you are a part of this religion and rather to show yourself approved for the deity that you worship. That's what we're raised on. That's what we're brought into, at least some of us. Not everyone is raised in the church and that's no problem at all. But the funny thing is that for the folks that are, that are brought up in the church or that are part of the church and their bubble gets bursted when they learn what the truth is, if they don't have like a teacher or like a person to guide them through that shit, it's scary as fuck. It's scary as fuck because you're literally left there wondering, well, oh shit, what do I do? Yeah, and what the fuck? Because that means what's supposed to protect me might not protect me. And it also means that if I do this shit that I'm not supposed to do, are there really consequences like they say? Exactly, exactly. But it's a real slippery slope. And at the end of the day, man is faulted. 
if you want to depend on yourself to be the exuberance of good ideas and wisdom, you gonna fuck yourself over. You have to surrender because you don't know the future. Even something that happens over and over and over again, that one time you do it, it might not happen. Why am I gonna think I know the best way to communicate with God when thousands of years ago, other people didn't have technology to distract them. They literally woke up and went to sleep thinking about God. Meanwhile, I gotta wake up, feed myself, go to work, try not to have an attitude, have fun, be a person. I'm doing a lot more shit than these other people who solely dedicated their life to just understanding spirituality. So why not listen I mean, to them while I'm making my own rules? I mean, you had entire cities that were dedicated to certain deities, entire cities. You literally had entire cultures that were based around these religions. It's kind of interesting because some people say we have the separation of church and state, so we can't bring things together. That's exactly. just not even true. We're not really separate. Everybody knows what is America's religion. We're not non-denominational. No, we're not. <laughs> we're Christian. Christian Catholic, if you push it, motherfucker. Christian. We say that we're not going to make rules about that shit, but we're American. We all have implicit biases against certain shit. So you be other if you want to. Understand that you are going to be treated differently due to your other, period. Whether that's your skin color, whether that's your religion, whether that's your sexual orientation. But we digress. There's so much knowledge on it, but I know. we got a few things okay. we need to get to. So let's get oh to number Oh my one. God. Okay. So it's time to finally address the elephant in the room. I've been ignoring it since it's popped its ugly head into the doorway. But the 2020 election for the United States president is underway. You can no longer ignore it or reject it. We have less than a month before we have to, if you haven't already, cast your vote for who you would like to represent and lead the United States for the next four years. And I'm just emotionally fucked up. I don't know. You want to start first with me? <sighs> Well, I'll start with the most recent development. Recent as last night, actually. With the current vice president not even feeling a motherfucking fly on the top of his head during the debate. How? Bro, so hilarious. And nobody told him anything. When it happened, my friend was like, mm-hmm, because you're full of shit. But he chilled. He chilled for like five minutes. But with Mr. 45 and with Mr. Biden, Starting off first five minutes, you can tell that he wasn't gonna go by the rules of the debate. He was talking over his debate tour. Not only was he talking over Biden, but he was even talking over the goddamn the moderator. This is why I have a problem with people that go so hard for Trump as a person with the knack to be president. Because in instances like that, he shows that he doesn't even have the demeanor and attitude to fit that office. No, he's very immature. He's abrasive as a person. I feel like people feel like he is expressing their values. I was actually very surprised when Trump won the first time. I underestimated his fan base. I underestimated people's dislike for Hillary Clinton, apparently, because I was surprised. And then after he was elected, it's like you start to see, oh, wait, there really are a lot of people out here who feel this way, who are legitly racist. And I had to realize, you know what? I'm also a little racist. I ain't gonna lie. Like, 
is some American shit to be racist. I think that the first election showed that, number one, he appealed to his people. And to be honest, if you think about it, when Obama was running, that's exactly what happened with Obama just because of who he is. He appealed to his people, and that happens every election. There's always a group of people that no matter what the person does, they will always ride with that person. All I know is this two-party shit ain't working, which brings me to what my problem is, and I'm starting to have a little bit of anxiety about it because obviously, just like Joe Biden said, while everybody wanted to be mad at that, if you're not trying to vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black. If anybody else would have said that shit with brown skin, y'all wouldn't have been tripping because I know I heard that before he said it. And when I say you ain't black, let's just say the black collective community as it would be. If we were to actually be together as a people and all be on one accord, this is the black that I'm referring to. Now in real life, I understand and know as a black person that we are actually very multifaceted. We come in all shades of brown with all shades of swag and we're not all the same and we all don't think the same. There are black Republicans, there are black Democrats, there's black liberals, there's black people that don't vote. We all up in this thing, okay, in real life. If you were a part of the black collective, which from time to time I do try to be a part of Black People United, it's a good, it's a good club to be in, to try to be on one accord, it's not bad. Just because we're different don't mean we can't, we can't get on one accord sometimes. Come on, Black people. If you're not voting for him, it, it seems like fucked up because in reality, has America ever had a president that was not a Democrat or a Republican? So therefore, if you vote for anyone that's not Joe Biden, you're basically putting a vote toward Trump. That's my Come dilemma on. right now, because I really don't necessarily want Biden either because I think Democrats are doing some shady shit too but I'm really nervous <laughs> about just voting liberal and having Donald Trump again in presidency even though I'm gonna be good regardless. I think a lot of people don't realize that if Biden wins with his vice his vice president being Kamala Harris that's gonna be a segue for sister Harris that'll be an opportunity for her to potentially become president afterwards whether that be in four years or eight years or 12 years from now. Obviously we see the average age of politicians, especially within Congress and within the Senate, is like in, the, in their 60s. Which is ridiculous, like 60s. come on now, we gotta do better than this. But the average age of an American is like in their 30s. It's in you their lying. 30s, I'm so serious. I read something today that was saying that the average age of, I don't know if they were saying voters or if they were saying Americans in general, but on whatever the average was for either of those, um, it mattered because you have a group of primarily white men that tend to be older men representing the majority of the country when what they represent isn't exactly the representation of the rest of the country. I was a little taken back when all of these like racist groups came out of the woodworks, but I do feel like, like 39 and down for sure, we're all pretty chill on this race shit. We're over it for the most part. Everybody's chilling. And even if I'm not chilling with you, I'm not actively trying to fuck you up. That's not my goal in life. I don't feel better because your shit's more fucked up. I'm just trying to get ahead. And if I have to work with you to get ahead, I'm with the shits. I might not be your friend, but I'm gonna get paid. Green is important. That's all <laughs> it is, man. Make that green. 
Make that green and smoke that green. That's all. Okay. That's all we asked for. Okay. That was another thing I felt like with uh, quarantine, though. Everybody was on social media. So you really got to see a lot of different walks of life coming across your social media page. If you're an explorer, let me, I guess I need to stop saying shit like that because why can't I just accept there are a lot of people in the world that are genuinely racist and maybe their timeline doesn't show an array of people. But why wouldn't you decorate life with different ideas, different colors, different themes, different places, different people? What? Now I'll say this. Think about the average homie from the hood who glorifies things that he sees in the hood and within his environment. For some people, unless you're introduced to a way of thinking that allows you or that pushes you and motivates you to want to explore, or unless you've had the opportunity to be able to literally explore this world in some way, shape or form, they got some people that have not stepped out of their own city for their entire life. Yeah. That's and, you know, just to know that someone does not get the experience of just another city that might be a couple of miles away. If you take a person that grows up in a very secluded community, and I mean secluded due to distance, where all they have is the one gas station, the one high school, and maybe a few churches because of different religions. The missionaries got out there, bro. They walked every fucking way. Yo, they was killing it. Just a quick commercial break. My pastor is doing a series right now about boss moves. And he talks about how Jesus was the biggest boss he knows because 2020 years after his death, and he only had three years of ministry. People are still talking about him. People are still meeting about him and praying to him and learning from him. And I'm like, yeah, that shit is true. But also this fucking God, gold and glory out this bitch though. Bruh, just the Crusades alone. Spain, the Spanish Inquisition, nigga. Hello. Come on, look it up. <laughs> but look also up. like, yes, Jesus is world renowned, but also. Bruh. We do need to get back to talk about the missionaries. I brought up the missionaries out of the point of conversation, talking about the closed mindset of folks. So if you grew up in a small town and you don't leave that small town for the bulk of your life and you've been taught and raised to only fuck with, with within that small town, then your mindset isn't gonna be one that allows you to think past what's within your small town or what you've been introduced to unless you've been taught to do so which is why experiences are so important and guidance is so important. If a motherfucker's on a gram and they haven't been taught to explore, that explore page won't do shit for them. No one can see the whole paradigm. Like there's a box in the middle and there's a whole bunch of little holes and you can only go up and look through your little hole and you see something that's in the box, but you have to talk to the other people and ask them, well, what do you see when you look in the box? What do you see when you look in the box? And if you ask enough people and you share enough experiences, the shit that you keep hearing, that's most likely the closest thing to the truth. The only way for you to really find out and get rid of your personal bias from how you were raised, who raised you, where you were raised, the only way to get rid of those biases are to talk with different people who didn't have the experience you had to give those biases. People who don't look like you. People who don't do the same shit that you do. That's the only way you're gonna truly see that other perspective to find out where the actual reality is. That is the main demographic. I don't believe that most of those people really 
want to harm people that are not exactly like them. I think most people, they generally just want to live a good life. You don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with you. The two parties that we have are extreme. No one's really on these extremes that they keep putting out. Most people are somewhere in the middle. So how do we get rid of this extra bullshit and just find some normal shit? I don't think we're asking too much to just have a president to come out here, do what you're supposed to do, tell the truth about what's going on with this pandemic. Don't go blowing up other people's shit. Why am I sending my brothers, my sons, my fathers, why are they all going to go kill some people that never have actually technically done anything specifically to me? And I think that that's something that is very interesting to point out because back in the day when you had like World War II, World War I going on, you had these African-American men who are being despised in their own country. And I literally mean the word despised by law, by church, by government, by everyone except for their own, and sometimes even their own. You had these black men who were hated by their own country that they had to go and fight for. And they get across seas and are literally dying for a country that hates them. That still kind of doesn't sit well with me. And I'm not saying that I'm the biggest military person in the world. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that the shit is fucked up for someone to have to go and die for someone that hates them. I don't know. It's hurtful and it's weird because on one end, I don't want black people to be bitter toward other people. It's fucked up when certain situations keep happening over and over and over again and nothing is done. How many unarmed black people have to be killed by officers before it's not just, oh, you're making shit up. While I know that, I still on the inside can't be like, if I see a cop, I'ma cut his throat. If no one's around, I would shoot a cop in their back. I can't say that. I'm not a violent person in that way to still necessarily wish harm on it. I want it to stop. I want it not to go on anymore. I wouldn't mind if they found new jobs for these people, but I wouldn't say that these cops have killed all these black people. I think that we should kill a cop for every black person that's been killed this year. I, I wouldn't say that. And I don't know how to feel about that. I think it's hard to know how to feel. It's because it's like, boom, a cop kills a black person. Fuck, that's the first feeling. Number two, fuck white people. It's quite often either the first or second feeling. <laughs> no, cap. You're no cap at fucking all. Fuck white people, expect, because usually it's a white cop that's doing a fucking killing. And then the third thought, depending on how you're receiving this information, can be a number of different things. It might mean that, oh shit, that's bad. And you continue to slide up. You forget all about it, unless it's something that continues to be shown on social media. Sometimes you might actually care and you might remember every single name or every single picture that you see and every single story of a black person being slaved by a white person. But there are so many, yeah. there are so many cases. There are so many fucking cases. And are you ever nervous about people are gonna get desensitized to it, which I think is already something that happens because it's just what you see over and over again, so you feel like it's normal? It's so crazy to just have the mindset of, we see one of our own and we just move on. This might seem very simple to some folks, but if you think about it, we watch a lot of fucking movies, especially growing up, that desensitize us. A lot of fucking movies. 
we need to imagine a better story like you were saying earlier if you're never exposed to a different way of thinking or a different type of idea how are you ever going to get to that place if you don't even know that there is a fourth floor what is even going to make you think to find a staircase to get there you don't even know that life could be so much better than what it is how do you get there and we're in the age of aquarius which is information obviously technology is popping we can see shit happening live across the world. Somebody Instantly. is screaming somewhere. We're exposed to so much. We can see so much. We live vicariously through so much. So you can't help but the share of ideas, which means that regardless of the bullshit that happens with this election, enough people are starting to see that shit's bullshit, number one. And number two, we have to get a better life. And if they're not going to give it to us, then you have to take it for yourself. That's on life, period. But I mean, as a collective, whenever y'all are ready, let's truly do this shit. It was never really perfect, but we can make it better than it's ever fucking been. I'm ready, though. I'm going to say this, too. In terms of, like, making a better life for ourselves, this is one of the shining stars within the sea of darkness that we live within. I've seen the return of the Black Wall Street. And it is very beautiful to be able to look at. I'm so happy that the current Black Wall Street is something that everyone can access right now. I love it. And it's not physical. Black Wall Street is not physical right now, but it's bigger than any other one that existed in the past that they tried to destroy. I'm so proud. Right. I'm so jealous. I was jealous that people were making tangible products that they could sell. I'm not that creative person. Not your ministry. It's not. And I was really jealous about that though, because what a time. You're at home, you're working from home. You could be doing this while you're working and making money. Like what? And everyone's online, so they're buying shit because we're bored in the house and we're in the house, bored, bored in the house. But it's cool because instead I use that time to work on me. And what do you know? Outcometh Black Innovation. We are really talking about some real shit. I love my tribe. I'm going to use some very religious words and don't take them seriously. But when two or three are gathered, hey. leave it there. I'm not going to say for what reason. I'm not going to say for what reason, but two are gathered at the moment to do something. That's hey. all it takes sometimes, is two. Hey. But, yeah, man, exposure. Get fucking exposed. Get fucking exposed. Just being able to get different experiences are extremely important and so expansive to the mind. You will literally expand your psyche by taking in more experiences that are different. That means your brain will get bigger. Yes, in lamest terms your brain will get bigger. You will get smarter just because you have more experiences. Find out how other people live and understand it's not bad because it's different. It's just different and sometimes maybe even better. Maybe maybe not better, but it works for them. And this is the perfect unexpected segue into Yo. the next conversation. A part of being over quarantine break was Exploring sexuality for me. Not that I was participating in random sexual activity. I was getting into the books about sexuality. And honestly, I'm gonna say I was pleasantly surprised to actually see and find out that it's not just girl is a slut, boy is a slut, or boy and girl are married and they're cheating on each other. In real life, as an adult, if 
you are somebody who behaves in a certain manner, there are other people out there who also behave in that manner. So if you can figure out who your true self is and what your identity is, once you find your real self and you express that, you can find other people who are into that. And therefore, you can stop being in these weird ass, stupid ass relationships that don't make no fucking sense. Like, so it's interesting that you that you say the word sexuality to describe that, because not everyone would describe that as sexuality, but rather tendencies. Some people consider sexuality just the type of individual you like to have sex with. I look at it as a whole thing. So yes, there's sexuality as a guy likes a girl, a guy likes a guy and a girl. Yes, there's sexuality like that. But there's also sexual styles. And I think sexual style is important because if you believe you are somebody who likes to have sex with multiple people, then I think it's ethical for you to do that with other people who practice that because sex is an experience and an exchange of energy. I like how you describe that. So if you know you like to fuck, get with somebody else that knows they like to fuck. Take your time in finding them. Find someone that matches your style. I, I just say this because let's be honest, there's a lot of people in relationships that cheat. It's just a reality. I'm not saying that it's okay, but I'm also not saying that it's not okay. And the reason that I'm saying that is because if it was not okay, why are so many people doing it? You're not gonna be able to figure it out if you don't explore yourself. How are you gonna know? If you know, then you know. But if you're not happy, you should do something about it. We're charting into some territory here now. Just thinking about the amount of children that may have been produced out of things and acts such as that one. Yes. On others. Yes. Life. Like one action that you decide to do affects someone for the rest of their life. That's some heavy shit. Right. The- that shit's real tight. That's a hell of a responsibility. I got a dog and that bitch is tiring. A whole child? What the fuck? You're right. You are very fucking right. That shit's scary. Be careful. Y'all trying to use this shit as a tool to keep somebody or are you trying to use this shit to manipulate somebody? It's not a good look. This shit rarely turns out how it's supposed to. We're going to get something rotten if you plot something rotten. No matter what. It is. It's not going to work. Which brings me to honesty because check it out. There's something called ethical non-monogamy. Interesting. Ain't nothing wrong with some walk. All it's saying is if you are in that period of your life or are you just trying some shit out? You can do that shit in a safe and ethical manner. There are a group of people out here who are doing the exact same thing that you desire to do. You can do that. They have open relationships, free relationships. There's traditional monogamy, modern monogamy. From a traditional monogamy, the relationship style where you believe if you marry someone, then that's it, life. No matter what, this is your husband, this is your wife, good, bad, and ugly, period. You know what I'm saying? Point blank, that's your boo. Then modern monogamy is more like, I believe in only dating one person and being committed to one person until it no longer suits my life. At that point, I'm okay finding another person that I can build the rest of my life with type shit. And that shit's kind of tight. But at the same time, I I agree with what the couples were saying. It kind of keeps you on your toes, but it also helps you enjoy the person because you know that this person can be somewhere else. So you're not going to be doing shit to fuck up the relationship because you know that this is a partnership. And if the partnership don't work, then the partnership's over. 
So if we're going on dates, we're going on dates. If I look like Boom Block Blau, I look like Boom Block Blau. Like, we not that playing is. games. <laughs> we in this. Right in this Come shit on. Now. We're not taking anything for granted because at any moment, if I level up and your ass ain't trying to level up with me, I'm out. Mm. That's some that's some harsh shit, but that's modern monogamy. I don't know how that fucks up a family structure. But I do think as far as people who are young and still dating, that's some shit. Yeah. I think that what you're also describing is a very interesting way that the modern day, I hate to say millennial, let's say modern day person, because it's not just millennials doing the shit. That's how the modern day person is able to have their cake and eat it too. But at the same time, can you fault someone for not wanting to settle? No, and I think that's a part of what some of open relationships were kind of saying is I love you so much that I wouldn't want you to miss out on an experience because of me. If there's something that's going to make you happier, if there's something that you're going to do that's going to give you another experience, make you wiser, make your brain grow, if it's going to do something for you to benefit you, why would I not want you to do that? Hopefully I'm doing enough for you that I'm still a blessing to you, you know, but if not, I definitely, I want the best for you because that's how I care for you. That's real mature, comfortable and secure shit. And that takes time for a lot of people to get to a place like that. There are some people that never get to a place like that actually. Which is why you got to find your people. Don't be out here bullshit. There is something for you, whatever you want. And, and there are people who are monogamy. Like, look, this is my person since the day I met them. We've been riding it out. There is nobody that I, I need for nothing. There's nothing that anyone can do that would mess this up. And some people change to that. They start off loose. And then over time, they're like, you know what? I don't, nothing is interesting me. All I'm interested in is you. So I'm, I'm not even going to spend my money nowhere else. I'm not going to spend my time nowhere else. It's me and you. Some people grow to that. I've seen it. Two people are just, they're just happy to be around each other and they click. There are certain things that I feel are very essential to getting to that point. And a big part of it is not rushing. Preach. Not rushing. Shed some light on the situation because there are many people out there who are literally just looking for love and they don't understand it. They never really necessarily had a role model that's realistic. I think it's that people are looking for what they want and they want what they want, how they want it. And that's no problem. That's no problem at all. But at the same time, you want what you want in a person that has their own wants and needs as well. And so going back to our earlier philosophy, you got to find somebody that may want what you want if you're trying to get exactly what you want. And that can take fucking time. So you cannot rush. Even if you are in a relationship, if you rush shit without thoroughly thinking about it, without thoroughly communicating about it, and without thoroughly having a common understanding about it between the two of you, the shit might bite you in the ass in the future. Don't fucking rush. If you're at a point where you're ready to do something and that person isn't comfortable with it, either you ride it out with them until they're at that point, or maybe that might mean that y'all shouldn't possibly be together. Look, depending on how long you're willing to wait. You're talking so much life, and this is something else that I discovered in my research, and even when I was just surveying the people that were around me, you know, asking people you don't know to gain experience, 
but men you know just as women tend to crave after love men crave after loyalty it seems like that's really a big thing as far as i need to know that you got my back you're gonna hold me down no matter what we're going through we're we're a team that means we're gonna work together and see this shit through the end and i feel like a lot of time like you said, we have what we want out of shit, but we don't think about, well, this is also a person that has wants. Well, if we don't like something that you're doing, we're gonna tell you, that's a bad decision, don't do that. This person is, is a whole person. If they wanna do something, that is their prerogative. You are there to support them and encourage them and help them. Now, if they ask you your opinion, that's one thing. But if ain't nobody asks you your opinion, maybe you're just supposed to sit there and listen and be like, all right, let me know what I can do and keep it pushing. It's not your job to make somebody be who you want them to be. And you know what? Loyalty has its privileges because there's something called reciprocation that takes place as well. So loyalty is very important to us, as it should be to you as well, to women as well, which I believe it is. But especially recently, I think it's important to understand that Black women want to feel protected. I think a lot of people think that being protective as a I'm gonna keep violence away from my woman, or I'm not gonna let nothing happen to my woman. That's a great idea to have, and it should be there. But when you keep something protected, it's something that you keep close, something that you don't share with everybody, something that you show attention to. Some people keep their guns under their beds because it's something that they don't show to everybody. They keep it close to them, especially in their time of need. It makes sense. And so when you protect something, you show attention to it. You under, you try to understand it. You may not understand it all the time, but you try to understand it. It's a reciprocation thing. It's definitely a reciprocation thing. I know I'm about to get shots fired for this, but another part of the research firmly states and shows that attraction is a big part of relationships. If you are not actually attracted to your partner your shit is not going to work out in a traditional sense because it's fucking up households whether you know that's a part of the equation or not attraction definitely fucking matters definitely but health is only one part and obesity is only one part you have to be attractive in the sense of not just how you look which is very important but also the other things that are alluring about you that includes how you talk. That includes how you treat somebody. That includes the way that you receive information from others. And so if your interactions with other people, primarily your significant other, aren't actions that are conducive to them feeling comfortable communicating with you and receiving your effects on their life, then that's not attractive at all, no matter how fucking good you look. It's not attractive at all. That's what I'm saying. If, if I tell you I have a dream and you're shooting me down or I tell you something positive and in return I get negative energy. That's not a vibe. And what's even more fucked up is the philosophy that I learned that we tend to treat the people we love the most the worst. The people that we don't love the most, our coworkers, we treat them with the utmost respect. And we may know nothing about them. But then the people that we know the best, oh, we'll yell and scream at them like it's nothing. Right. We'll treat them like shit, That's like it's service. nothing. Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin uh, had this interview they did with each other and she was talking about that in the black household. She was just like, how come I love on you and I care on you and when you come home, you treat me poorly. Like when you go to work, you smiling in this dude's face. You don't let him know 
that your life is falling apart. So how come when you come home, you just dump all of it on me? And Fallon was like, cuz, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's not right. And she was like, why not? If you love me, you'll lie, lie to everybody else. Why can't you lie to me? Hmm. Those black intellectuals, tell you about them. Find somebody to study in the past because they be dropping fucking gems. Nothing is original. Every question that you've ever asked, someone else has asked it. And they've left a breadcrumb for the next person looking there to find answers. And once you find their breadcrumb, it is now your job to do something to leave a breadcrumb for the next person so that someone can figure this shit out. Because we confused as fuck. We want to know what's going on. All the goddamn missionaries burned all the books that everybody's been working on for centuries. It's the age of technology, Aquarian queen, <laughs> new age Lee. I commandeth all under the sound of my voice to find a breadcrumb and leave a crumb for someone behind. Sprinkle some knowledge of the past on you and then sprinkle what you found out on some other people. Drizzle, you never know what you're gonna get from that. You don't know what type of seeds you're dropping when you do that, you don't know. But guess what, those are good seeds. Those aren't ill-willed, negative, bad, Right now, the energy is real easy to be angry. Mars is in retrograde. So people are feeling like they're being held back, not to mention we had Saturn square Mars for a little while. Saturn is daddy, the government, telling the normal everyday hardworking Aries to sit down. So on top of you not getting what you want, there is some type of authority and figure telling you what to do. That's why everyone's all riled up about, I'm not gonna wear a mask. No one's gonna tell me what to do. Like, bro, it's not personal. We're all doing it. No, I don't wanna do it. Someone is telling me what to do, but I'm, I'm an adult, so I'm throwing a tinder tantrum because I don't understand that niggas are dying. Why are you that riled up? It's in the start. If you are not aware of yourself, then you're falling into the trap of the universe. I think that people who do that should not mind volunteering in hospitals where coronavirus is extremely prevalent, where the coronavirus wards take up multiple floors. If there was some kind of way for them to volunteer in those atmospheres, I would love for them to get a first-hand experience. I'll use the theory that you put out already earlier in the podcast. If multiple people are looking at a box and a lot of them say that they see the same thing, then there must be some value and truth to what they're saying that they see. Especially if these people don't know each other, they don't hang out with each other. <laughs> these are completely different across the world, everywhere, saying and doing this. It's yep. not just exactly. not Bigfoot. Dang, bro, this been some good combo. I knew it, but I didn't like know it, know it. Since we hadn't talked, talked in a minute, I knew I know. it was about to be like, mur, 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 mur. <laughs> whole lot of choppers in your head. Yeah. Hey. Right? Before we get out of here, because I don't, I already done kept you way longer than I thought. We can't leave without talking a little bit about what's going on in the sky. I do believe in astrology. I am currently researching and learning about it. Astrology believes as above, so below, as within, so without, as the universe, so the soul. If you have not listened to my first episode, I talk a little more about that, but it basically just says what's going on in the sky can affect what's going on on the physical earth. If you can believe, or if you're someone who understands that 
the moon can control the tides of the ocean and the tides of the water, if you know that as a person, that the moon can affect how water moves on earth, and you're also a person that understands the human body is made up of about 70 to 80% water, then you should understand that those other celestial beings can also have an effect on your physical being here on earth. And they're bigger than the moon. Way bigger with with <laughs> five moons, with ten moons, with comets, with stop rotating around them. Okay. With asteroids rotating around them. Belts. They got whole belts and rings. Rings, nigga. Rings. That's how much pull they got. How big is your ring? Diamonds fall from the sky. Uh. <laughs> what you got? Some hail. You got a little. <laughs> You got some hail balls, that's what you got? Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. Oh my gosh. Anyways, October is about to keep you niggas entertained and on your toes. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you've been working on yourself over this break that we've had. Hopefully you figured some things out and you've learned by now to build some type of threshold to protect your energy. Because as you should see and note, there's a lot of negative energy out here. And if you're not careful, it will leak onto you or it, your good energy will be taken from you. So first of all, be very mindful of that. But October is about to be a very interesting ride. It's in the stars, bro. That's what the sky is telling us at the moment. October is going to have a lot of random shit happening. October got a lot of shit going on. People going to be... And a lot of their feelings, people gonna be doing a lot of random shit. There might be some shit that you really just can't fucking explain. It will be shit that you will not be expecting. So get your shit together, get your house in order, do what you need to do. Be safe. You be safe and be careful. This shit is so fucking rare. So we have two full moons happening in October this year. And the first full moon happened October 1st, dope. And then we have a blue moon happening on Halloween, October 31st. I'm sure y'all heard the saying, once in a blue moon. It's something that really only happens every two or three years. But <laughs> the last time we had a full moon, a full blue moon on Halloween was in 1944. So this is really a very cool time, especially if you're somebody who believes that on Halloween, the veil is thinned between the physical and the spiritual realm. Not to be a spooky bitch, but I'm saying, if you're someone that believes that, then the power of having the blue moon happen while this is also a, a very spiritual time for you, is really cool and dope and rare. And I'm curious to see what the hell goes on. Last thing to say about these moons, anytime there's a full moon or a new moon, spooky shit aside. Great shit to just make goals and set plans around because they happen pretty much every 27 and 29 days. And you can say that, okay, during these 27, 29 days, I would like to accomplish this. I'm gonna practice doing this. And also the good thing about using moon cycles is that you have the full moon and you have the new moon. So halfway in between two weeks after you set your goal, there's another reason for you to stop and reflect, okay, how am I doing on my goal? Am I going toward my goal? Do I need to change my technique? Do I need right. to actually change what I'm going for? And it's nice to yeah. be outside and see a full moon. It's really yeah, for sure. 
What I will say is that there are things that do affect this world and even affect us as individuals. Sometimes there are things that we cannot control. The things that you can control are what you do in order to try and keep some type of management and lid on top of what's going on in your life. What you do to try and keep your shit together. That matters, that's what you can control. So whatever that is, do that shit. As long as it's not hurting or harming anybody, including yourself, do that shit. Keep your shit together. Dope shit. Damn, well that that was just so fucking good. I was gonna, do you have any final words for the people or is there anything you want? <laughs> if anyone ever gets to hear your voice again, if there was anything you want to say, but I mean, that was pretty, that was pretty dope. Yeah, I, I think keep your shit together is a good way to end it. Cause I'm currently trying to keep my own shit together. Hey, look, you're not trying alone. This shit ain't easy. Definitely not easy, but just like working any other muscle. It's not yeah. easy to lift up 200 pounds, but if you start off with the little ones, you can eventually yeah. go to the bigger ones. So Exactly. I ain't trying to flex, but I'm just saying I've been working. It ain't easy, hey. but I am going to enjoy the benefits of my hard labor. It ain't <laughs> easy being greasy. Hey, but somebody got to do it, though. Who else going <laughs> to do it, though? Hello, I fucks with this shit. I got to do this shit again one day. Yo, please do. That's a promise or a guarantee? Which one? Uh, That's a guarantee. Hey. I will do this shit one day. Just let me know. Hey, we in the Yeah. Yes, what the shit. All right, y'all. Well, y'all heard the man. Keep your shit together, because it's some real Keep shit. And that's just what shit. we got to do. Until yeah. the next time. Until. Y'all be good, man. Everything. My mama told me everything